welcome to our Friday Awesome Worship Experience, simply known as All. We are your hosts, Sean and Sharon. We invite you to sit back, relax, and worship with us as we hear the Word of God. To introduce the speakers for this evening, this worship service. We were supposed to have them on back in December, but things changed. <laughs> They'll share their story. Mm. But we're giving God the praise and the honor and the glory for them being here this evening. I'm going to introduce the wife first because that was the first bio I received. So oh. it says my name is Shronda Gentry Dotson, but it's not me. So Shronda um, <laughs> Gentry Dotson was baptized in Adventist faith in 1991. At that time, the lay pastor Marshall, by the lay pastor Marshall Johnson. She served as clerk under the leadership of Pastor Freeman, which is my dad and yeah. our, our dad <laughs> at Cottage Chapel in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Clerk and treasurer at the New Covenant SDA Church in Gallatin, Tennessee, and treasurer at the Franklin, Kentucky SDA Church. Ms. Gentry, Ms. Gentry Dotson now attends Riverside SDA Church in Nashville. She is currently employed and looking forward to retirement soon. Hey, hey. Amen. <laughs> Her hobbies include cooking delicious vegan food. We're in Amen. town. I want you to know we're in town. <laughs> working in her garden and walking. It is her the ultimate desire to serve God in whatever capacity he wants for her. She really wants to do what is pleasing to him. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to move on to her husband. <laughs> we, we call him Mo. His <laughs> name is Morris Dotson. Okay. He is a native of Washington, D.C., the youngest of three, two boys and a girl. He was born in a Christian home where his parents divorced when uh, they were all young. He made a hard left turn in his late teens and was running with the Philistines for about 22 years. There were two distinct times where he knew that God, he would have died, but God Amen. finally hit a wall. The emptiness was so great, he felt like he was ready to end his life. He sensed God saying to to him, now do I have your attention? (laughs) The answer was yes. He was rebaptized in December 1991. Didn't she say she was baptized in 91 too? Okay. By Pastor Whitley Phipps. Since that Amen. time, he has served as usher, Sabbath school instructor, deacon, and lay pastor. He is currently serving as a local elder in, at Riverside Chapel, SDA Church in Nashville, Tennessee, supporting and supporting several ministries. Without any other ado, we want to turn it over to Mrs. and Mr. Uh, Chandra <laughs> and Mo. <laughs> there you go. Amen. 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 Everyone, good evening. Amen. So, how would you like to begin, boy? Well, I can tell y'all how he got me to be his wife. Do you want me? <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. Before she goes there, let, let, let me go back and talk about 
what happened significant event in both of our lives before we met. Yeah. Now, Sharonda was happily married to, to Ernest Gentry. Mm -hmm. 30 years. 30 years. Mm -hmm. And he ultimately succumbed to a brain aneurysm. I mean, can you expound on that just a little bit? Yes, he was at church. And I don't know if Brother Shirley, if you were there, if you remember. Yeah, I was there. Ernest was there. Uh, yeah. I had dropped, some friends were in town and they wanted to go to Riverside because we always drove to church together. But this particular Sabbath, he drove to New Covenant in Gallatin. I dropped our friends off at Riverside in Nashville, and then I drove on to Gallatin. And when I got there, he met me at the door and, and said he had a headache. Uh -huh. I had anything in my purse that he could take. I did have some Tylenol, so I gave it to him. And I asked him, did he want to go home? He said, no, he was on, he was, you know, in the pulpit, had duties to do. And so um, he performed his duties. We had gotten to the point where we had collected the offering. I was in the back counting and he came in there and he said, the headache has not gone, so I'm gonna go home. And I asked him, did he want me to you know, just stop and drive him? He said, no, he would drive. So I hurried up, we hurried up and finished counting. When I got home, we lived in White House, which is about 35 miles, I mean, 35 minute drive from Gallatin. And so when I got there, I noticed he had not gotten out of, gotten out of his truck. And when I pulled in the garage, he got out and he walked slowly in the house. And you know, one thing that he did that he had never, ever done was just take his church jacket off, his suit coat off and just lay it down. He never, ever did that. He always hung his stuff off. Up, He took his tie off and just sort of threw it on the bed. And he said, my head is killing me. I feel like I'm going to, you know, regurgitate. So we thought maybe he was having a migraine. So I mixed some charcoal in some water and gave it to him. He drank that and he laid down for about maybe 30 minutes. He kind of dozed off and he woke up and he said, it's, it's worse. I'm going to throw up. Got him to the bathroom. He could barely move. So got him there. Couldn't get him back up. So I had to call an elder, one of the uh, deacons from the church to come and help me to get him up. He came and he literally had to pick, it was Ed Spence. He literally had to pick him up and we took him to the car and I drove him to the hospital. That was the last drive that we had together. Mm. Got there, they, he had an aneurysm. The doctor said it's a miracle that he actually drove from Gallatin to White House mm. with no incident. Mm. And from there, 10 days later, he was, he was gone. His mm -hmm. last words to me as they were wheeling him down to do the surgery to try and relieve some of the pressure was, his last words were, please pray that I have no unforgiven sins. Mm -hmm. That let me know that he knew that he was not coming back to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so all this now is, I had not met Earl uh, uh, Sharonda. We met in 2018. Okay, so I was happily married to uh, um, Earlene Louise Kemp. And so I got married late. I was 59, guys, when I got married my first time. Let me tell you why. So our 
our parents divorced, as, as the bio said. And so I think all three of us, myself and my brother, my sister, we kind of turned our backs on marriage. I mean, it just seemed like mm-hmm. more marriage, half of them it, uh, roughly were falling apart. So I just decided, okay, I'm, I'm just going to leave it alone. Uh, but when I came back into the church, I sensed God telling me, it is not good for man to be alone. And so I, I took the wrong approach. I, I In my head, I developed this list of specifications, guys. Don't <laughs> laugh. <laughs> and so I had all these specs about what this this my wife was going to look like and be like. And so one day I'm just mentally reviewing my list of specs. And it's like the Holy Spirit said to me, and what are you bringing to the table? (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. (laughs) And so, I mean, it's not like I was bringing nothing, but I think the message to me was wrong approach, Mo Dotson. Uh uh So I, I, I immediately said, okay, I'm abandoning this list. I said, Lord, whatever you need to do with me, Uh do that. And when I'm ready, send the right woman across my path and give me sense enough to know that that's the right woman. Uh That's what I did to get married the first time. Uh, uh, My wife, Earlene, succumbed to cancer after actually she we treated her cancer lymphoma stage four when she was diagnosed non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and we we fought that thing naturally she she uh, her degree was in um, uh, health and she decided she said this the chemo cancer rated she said I am not doing that mm-hmm. she went into remission. And survived for five years. Amen. But then the cancer came back and it came back with a vengeance. Well, Earlene succumbed to cancer on June 15th of 2015. So uh, at that point, even though uh, Shawanda and I didn't know each other, we were in the same boat. We'd lost a spouse who Mm -hmm. we loved dearly. I just, I went back to God. I said, okay, God, I'm back. I'm sorry. I'm back and I'm making the same request. If there's (laughs) anything you need to do in me, do that. And when I'm ready, send the right woman. I said, this this thing, it's too difficult for me to try to go out here and find a wife. So I was going on about my business. Sharonda was doing the same. And we met in small group Bible study at Riverside. Amen. There was this little man sitting on the back row over there, ladies. He had on these Argyle socks and he kept <laughs> looking at me, you know, and I'm thinking, I, you know, I'm not interested in, in anyone, in anyone. I just was not interested. And by the way, Ernest died October 28, 2014. Now, wait, wait, wait. Pause. Time out. Time out. Let me give you guys a, a unique little fact. So uh, Ernest is a veteran. Turns out Sharonda is a veteran. I'm a veteran. Uh Would you know that Ernest 
And my late wife, Earlene, uh, mm. buried in the same section, yes. in wow. the same cemetery. <laughs> Ernest is in section AA, row 14. Uh, no, row four. Row, row four, excuse me, I'm looking right at it. And his lot plot is number 17. Earlene is in AA, row 16, 16. plot 28. So wow. we'll see Ernest. Unbelievable. <laughs> they're, they're right there together, so we don't have to go far. Didn't know, didn't know each other from Adam's apple. And, no, we and there didn't. we are in the same lot. So so as it happened, Sharonda and I were both going about our business, neither one of us looking for a spouse, and God just crossed our paths. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what kind of brought us closer even then that small group we were in is that some friends of ours, ours had this bright idea that they wanted to get us together. (laughs) (laughs) They thought we would be a good match. So our friend Cheryl was the health ministries leader at Riverside at the time. And she put on this health event that lasted, what was it, one night over uh, six, six weeks. weeks? A new me in 60. New me in 60. And she assigned Sharonda and I to work registration. <laughs> so uh, six weeks, one night a week, we're sitting there, we're registering people, and we're, we're talking, we're, we're chatting with each other. And we thought we were whispering, but people that were in the seminar would turn around and go, shh. <laughs> 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 that was her. <laughs> so anyway, we we kind of got to know each other a little mm-hmm. bit, and um, I I found did I find out or you told me that your birthday? Anyway, I found out when her birthday was, and so I called her and I asked her, "What are you doing for your birthday?" Well, she was going to go to work and go home, <laughs> and so <laughs> I invited her to to have a meal. And so we did have a meal. And then so this is where I we he took me to uh he had me to meet him at Wild Cow in Nashville. Wild so Cow. I was on Wild Cow. We were to meet at 4 p.m. Now I'm a pretty punctual person. This uh-huh. is what the military teaches you. And That's so right. I'm there at four. Oh, actually, I got there a little bit before four, you know. And so I'm sitting down on the phone with my girlfriend. I said, okay, it's four o'clock. He ain't here. She said, you just sit there and you just wait. I said, I'm going to give him five more minutes. She said, no, you just wait. So 410, he's not there. I said, look, I got to go. This man ain't coming. You know, I hadn't been on a date. I didn't know anything about after you've been married, as long as I was married, you don't, you don't know what to do with it. <laughs> And so she said, no, just wait. So at 4.15, he comes in the door. I said, okay, he's here. But he didn't come to the table. He went to the counter. I said, he's not even coming to the table. And she said, you just sit there and wait. And then she hung up. Well, when he came and sat down, I just really felt bad because he had gone to order a cupcake for my birthday. (laughs) So, so I think I got a few points back, guys. She <laughs> had deducted a bunch before. <laughs> but we sat there and we talked what I think it was probably two, maybe three hours. And then he walked me to my car and we stood out there and we it was dark. 
It was dark. Another two we, hours. We talked for a while. <laughs> and so then the next thing, I think, moving forward, we were at our Bible study group. And this particular Sabbath, he asked me to come to his home. He At that time, he lived in Mount Juliet uh, for dinner. And of course, again, I hadn't been with, you know, nobody else. So we're driving up the highway. I'm Separate cars. Yeah. Because I didn't know him. I wasn't getting in the car. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> so we're driving. He's in front of me. So I look at his car tag and I just look up. I said, God, you have a true sense of humor because his car tag says grace. My car tag says mercy. mercy. <laughs> wow. Grace and mercy. Grace and it, mercy. That's what we need, right? <laughs> Amen. All right now. And so we get to his house and he's take, we're going in through the garage and we get to the steps and I just froze. And Mo turns around. He said, what's wrong? I said, I, I haven't been in another man's house. I, I, and then he said, oh, you don't have to worry. Holy Spirit lives here. I'm not going to bother you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and so we, we proceed. This was the first time you've been there. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So now. Let me tell you all what happened. So after we ate, we we went up to the rec room and we are, you know, watching a movie or something. And so I keep she keeps pulling her phone out, kind of had it to the side and <laughs> she's messaging. And so I think eventually I said to her, I, I know what you're doing over there. So what she was doing, and this was probably a good thing. She and her girlfriend had worked out this little scheme okay, if you don't text me and tell me everything's okay every 15 minutes or so, mm -hmm. then I'm going to send the police. My cousin worked on the police force. <laughs> <laughs> but everything, everything was good. You know, he was a perfect gentleman and, and it was very comfortable. I felt very comfortable after I, you know, got over the initial uh, shock of going into someone else's home. And so we move on forward. Then what else happens after that? Well, we're, we're in the park walking one day and she's going on and on about this same girlfriend. And uh, you said something about she wanted to know this and wanted to know that. And she wants to wants to meet you. And so I said to her, well, let's go meet her right now then. And so we we got in our cars and we drove over to her house. And Notice two cars. And so <laughs> tell them how that went. Well, we got there. I did not know that Carol's mom and her dad, her sister and her <laughs> husband, of course, Carol's husband was there and both of her sons were there. She, he got to meet the entire family uh, because they're like family to me. They're, they're my family. And uh, his her sister said, how did she, how did uh, Wanda say, oh, she said, she started testifying. Yeah, she said, I, I'm, I'm going to, she said, I'm going to testify. We're going to have a wedding soon. <laughs> mm. I just met him, Wanda. <laughs> so, but anyway. But I guess the bottom line is, I think I passed inspection. Yes, he that did. Day. He passed. He passed. So, yeah, um, they loved him. For her, that. her girlfriend uh, approved of me. Yes. Yes. So, um, but anyway, things went on and then we finally, I wrote, I decided to print out, out our, uh, he uh, proposed to me after he went to camp meeting. 
So this was 18 when we met, Eight, right? Right. And so then in 19, we went to camp meeting. We went together. to camp meeting at, mm -hmm. in Huntsville. I remember that. Yeah. You remember that? Remember that? Yes, because after ch after church, we were all in the balcony and we started talking. Yeah, uh, that's right. You remember? Yes, I do. I yeah. do remember that. Okay. Okay. And so we had we had gone and we came back home. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, what are you? What were you going to say? I was going to read our our announcements. So. Well, wait, wait, wait. So, so, so we came back from camp meeting, and. Uh, that was when I proposed to Sharonda. I told her I felt like the Holy Spirit had impressed upon me that it was time mm -hmm. for me <laughs> to ask her if she would be my wife. And <laughs> so he took my hand and I thought, you know, he got down on his knees. So I thought we were getting ready to pray so I can come. I live in Portland. Well, we live in Portland now. <laughs> So I thought we were going to pray so I can come back home. And that's when he got down on his knees. I have to look at it because we, we made an announcement of it. And he said, I don't have a ring. I don't have a watch. And we're not in a fancy restaurant. I don't want to wait any longer to ask you if you would give me the honor of becoming your wife. And so I stood there and, and then I was impressed to get down on my knees because I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> Got down on my knee, and um, I said to him, I'm not a bling bling kind of girl. And I had told him that if we lived in a cardboard box, as long as I had him by my side, I would be satisfied. And then I placed my hand on his chest, and I said, as long as I hold second place only to Jesus, in his heart, that we would be fine. And then I said, yes, I will marry you. So. And so then on, on my mom's birthday, which is September 8th of that same year, uh, Mo and Shronda became one. Amen. 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 Now, it's, it's amazing when I sat and I, and I shared this with Cheryl, when I think about the goodness of God and how he, he kept me, you know, he protected me when I lost mm -hmm. my first husband. <clears throat> and the similarities between the two are just simply mind-boggling when you sit and think about it. They both were born in 1949. Mm. Our first husband born in May, most born in July. They both served in the armed forces. They both worked at the post office, different locations, but they both did the thing. Um, Let's see, what else did I say was the same? Those are the ones I remember. They both married me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what I want you all to do, I know the story is great. We got 10 minutes. I need oh. your story, Mo. I need that story. So, I mean, because... Because you you all have laid the foundation for That's us. Right. That's right. And I want right. you to take us to what was it earlier last year? Uh, um, the delivery section. No, the store. no. Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Store. Okay, so you know it's interesting. So I lived all my life no major health issues, and then all of a sudden. Uh, 
I told Sharonda, this was uh, August, maybe early September of last year. I had actually been having some little dull headaches, but she's a worrier. So I said, well, I think it's going to go away because I didn't usually have headaches, but the headaches didn't go away. So I said, well, you know, I said, honey, I've been having these dull headaches. And meanwhile, she had been noticing some little things that were off with me. So one day we're walking together and we both notice my right leg is dragging. And so uh, she wanted to go to the emergency room. If any of you have ever been to the emergency room, you know what that experience is like. Yeah, I I told her, I I really don't want to go to an emergency room, but I would agree to go to a walk-in clinic. There's one, we're in Portland, there's one in Hendersonville. We 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 drove over, she drove, of course. We drove over to Hendersonville, went to the walk-in clinic, and a nurse practitioner came mm-hmm. in, in the room, didn't have to wait. I mean, we got there, they immediately ushered us into a room. She did, did a, a quick assessment, and she looked at me and she said, uh, uh, you need a scan and you needed it two days ago. Mm -hmm. She said, but we can't do it here. You're either going to need to go to one of two places, uh, Vanderbilt downtown, or I think there was a TriStar in Hendersonville. Mm -hmm. Well, my healthcare is at Vanderbilt. So we went to Vanderbilt. I think she had called ahead and let them know we were coming because we went through security, checked in, and they immediately took us back into uh, a triage area. Uh, and within five minutes, they took us to do, took me to do a CT scan. And the attending down there, he came back and said, uh, we see some brain abnormality. I could have melted. Yeah, we mm-hmm. see some brain abnormality. So they said, we're going to, Uh, There are more pictures coming out. We're going to do some more assessment. And so they moved me to another room. And then a couple of doctors came in there and they broke it down. They said, uh, or they they kept asking me, did you fall or did you hit your head? No, they just kept asking, did you fall? Yeah, did you fall? So uh, they said, we see old blood, blood on your brain, and it's Mm. not new blood. It's old blood. It's been there for a minute. Mm -hmm. And so they went on to describe what they were going to have to do to to address this problem. The blood that had accumulated there had actually shifted my brain to the right two centimeters or two, Mm -hmm. two two and a half centimeters. So they they told me we're going to have to drill two boreholes in your brain and let that blood drain out. And he said, now we believe that will work, but if that does not work, we're going to have to cut a bigger opening in your brain. That blood's got to get out. And so uh, I think we asked a couple of, asked them some questions and they said, we'll do this tomorrow. This was Wednesday night. They scheduled it for Thursday. So um, meanwhile, uh, People are coming to the hospital to support. 
we're getting all these messages of people praying. And I thank any of you who were sending up mm-hmm. prayers, Brother David. <laughs> I know you were among them. And so Thursday, they did that procedure. And afterward, they came back and they told me the the procedure was successful, Mm -hmm. but we see another area in your brain that could bleed later. So what we want to do is go in with a catheter, either through your arm or your groin, and go up and cauterize that spot Mm -hmm. so that it won't bleed later. Okay, and so they did that procedure on Friday. And then Saturday they came and said, well, uh, that procedure was successful. Uh, You can go home today. (laughs) It's Sharonda said, wait a minute. Anyway, we we did go home that day. And I don't I don't know how good the camera is, but uh, they they put in some. There's one. Yeah, we see it. Okay. They put in uh, the dissolvable sutures. And so the sutures have dissolved. The area has healed. And so I had a, I'm I'm having scans periodically. They're tracking it to make sure everything's okay. Uh, I saw my PCP about uh, almost a week and a half or so ago, mm-hmm. he said he believes I'm 95% back. Amen. Uh, but there is still a little inflammation in that area. And so I still have some precautions on me. But the, the praise report is that there are no lingering deficits Associate. This was a stroke. I didn't know it was a stroke. We're in the room and the nurse who was caring. I had a I had an excellent team at Vanderbilt, guys. One of one of the nurses who was caring for me, he said, you know, you had a stroke. And I was surprised. I thought it was just a bleed. And he gave me a book and it described the two different kinds of stroke, the clotting kind. And the bleeding kind, mm-hmm. I had the bleeding kind, but mm-hmm. God delivered me, guys. Right. God right. delivered. Amen. God delivered. And Amen. let me very quickly. I see we're running out of time. So that was uh, mid-September. Then the week of Thanksgiving, we're preparing to get together with family in DC. In DC, mind you. And something just felt felt a little off. So I told Sharonda, I said, I, I think I should take a COVID test. test. Mm-hmm. She went and got a test, brought it back, and I tested positive for COVID-19. Mm. And, uh, I don't know if any of you have had it. This was my first time. And COVID-19 is no joke. That's right. It's That's no right. joke. Um, I have... Uh, I've recovered from it now. There may be some lingering deficits. I just looked at, uh, I had an MRI of my abdomen today and they were the, the results talked about some scarring in my lungs. Now, I don't mm. remember seeing that on any of the reports before. So I have a follow-up with my GI doc uh, next week on the 17th. So praise report is that I get a good report from yes, her yes. 
about what's going on with both my liver and with my lungs. I don't know whether she's going to need to refer me to anybody about the lungs or not, but uh, I, I'm just, I'm happy to be here. As somebody said, it, it's better to be seen than to be viewed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. That's the other yes. similarity between the both of them, except Ernest didn't survive his brain hemorrhage, but Mo did survive his. So, Cheryl, back to that, but God, remember in the. But God, they, but they God. Amen. Amen. Exactly. God. Exactly. I, I was just, when you, when you shared your story and it was amazing because <clears throat> on my birthday, I believe it was October, um, they were just in town and yeah. just so happened I had taken the day off and they said, we just want to swing by. Mind you, I live in Marietta. They live here in Tennessee. And so we were able to get together. And he shared his story and I just, all I could think was, but God, mm-hmm. God, yes. God is so good. We praise yes, his holy name. Yes, uh, we thank him for sustaining life. Each and every one of us, if we, if we just took a moment to think about God's goodness. Sometimes right. we yeah. think, but God is so good that, yeah. that when you hear stories, it just reminds you over and over again about the goodness of God. Oh, yes. I, I just thank God. I thank God. Dotsons, I, I love you all. Thank you right. so much for sharing your story. Um, yes. It, it's just, yes, yes, you know, yeah. it, it, the, I say if God did it for you, and thank you for the reminder that God is still in the miracle working. Amen. And let's buy our heads for prayer. Thank you, God. You're such an awesome God and you're truly worthy to be praised. We thank you, dear Lord, for the testimony and the praise report, mm-hmm. Father, because it just reminds us of how good you are, Lord. Yes. You're better than good. You, you, there's not a word to describe how good mm-hmm. you are, but we just thank you. and Thank you for yes, loving yes. everlasting love, Lord, and taking care of us. We yes. ask you to continue to bless us through these Thank you for joining us for another awesome worship experience. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.